Today, we're starting a series on limited beliefs, and today we are talking about comparison. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Jessica Ballant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I want to bring science-based knowledge, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Hi, welcome back to Meet Your Body. As always, I am so happy to be chatting with you today. We have a gorgeous day outside today, and I think it's our last one for quite a while. It could be our last one for months, but it is beautiful, and I was out on the trails earlier today for my first time since the dog bite, since the injury 19 days ago. Um, So it made my heart really happy. There were some tears shed. Um, There was definitely some fear. There was some trepidation, and I just very thankful now to be sitting here talking to you and to have enjoyed the sunshine a little bit and today we are starting a series on limiting beliefs so I see zoom clients quite a bit and I talk to my unlimited members a lot about certain limiting beliefs and I thought it would be really nice to bring them all to you because they are very powerful. So in case you aren't aware, I have an online membership community called Unlimited. We have thousands of members from across the world. It is just my favorite place to be. And we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of workouts in a full workout library. You can choose from beginner, intermediate, advanced, Pilates, weights, length of workout, stretching, everything you can think of. We have monthly workout calendars, we have recipes, I have a members-only podcast, and we have a really kind of robust and encouraging Facebook group as well, where people really encourage each other. And we have talked about what a limiting belief is, because we do challenges as well over there throughout the year. And a part of our challenges are always journal prompts. And I'll tell you why, because I, after being a physical therapist and Pilates teacher for over 20 years and seeing more clients than I could ever count, I can tell you absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, that the beliefs we have, the stories we tell ourselves, the narrative that we have running in our heads, that can be just as powerful as our physical ability when it comes to healing, when it comes to reaching our goals. It can really do so much to either hold us back or propel us forward. And I am not talking about this kind of, you know, sometimes we think of this fake cheerleader on the sidelines, like, yes, go, you can do it. Not that she doesn't mean it. Okay. She's probably really nice and encouraging, but sometimes that doesn't feel deep enough to me. If that makes sense. Like sometimes somebody just cheering me on, I think to myself, oh, well, you don't know my story. Well, you don't really know the whole thing going on. There's more to it. So when I say limiting beliefs and when I say kind of the narrative that you're telling yourself, I mean deeper. I mean, we are digging into what you actually believe about yourself, about your ability to reach goals, be strong, heal, your worthiness around that things in the culture that hold us back, in diet culture, in toxic fitness culture, the things that we were maybe told as a child. There are so many 
narratives that we tell ourselves that I have been a part of myself and I've also heard like word for word from my clients, from unlimited members. And just this morning, actually, I had to talk a client through a few of these. So I thought it would be really helpful if we broke it down into a few part series and kind of bite-sized chunks into a few limiting beliefs that really can hold us back. But it's more than that. When I say hold us back, I don't mean just, oh, let's reach our goals. I really mean for you to experience what life has for you, for you to feel that kind of safety and feel empowered in your body, for you to find some joy in movement, we need to let these go. All of us. All of us do. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to dive right into them. We're going to talk about them and we are going to commit to letting them go so we can move forward with our own strength and our own belief in our abilities. And if you want to look into Unlimited, if you want to kind of know more, a little more about this and just be a part of a community that really is so supportive and encouraging where we talk about what our strength does for ourselves what our strength can do, inner strength, outer strength, all of those things. Come on over to Unlimited. I will have the link below. It's ongoing. You can sign up at any time. We do monthly, three-month, or year subscriptions. We have a free app to make life really easy. And like I said, it's just a really great place to be. So I'll have that link below if you want to check it out. Okay, so today, the limiting belief that we are kind of going to discuss involves comparison and so that idea that we are not as good or we are not as far along as we should be because and that comes up because of comparing ourselves to two different things there are really two areas that are really important with this we compare ourselves to others that's the obvious one and then also we get into the trap of comparing ourselves to our previous selves, okay? Either before an injury, before a surgery, when we were younger, anything like that, we get into this trap of comparing ourselves to previous versions of ourselves. And the limiting belief that surrounds that, again, whether we're comparing ourselves to others or comparing ourselves to previous versions of ourselves, is that leads to the limiting belief that we just aren't as good or we cannot reach our goals because we aren't the same or aren't as good as that other person or the previous version of ourselves. So that is what we want to blast and get rid of today. So let's first talk about this idea of comparing ourselves to other people. And I think that's kind of, I want to say an obvious one, but there's going to be pieces around it that maybe aren't so obvious, but we all know but that's not necessarily a good thing to do. I mean, right? There's a famous quote that says, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think it absolutely can be true. And yet, we do it. We do it constantly. And many times, it's on a subconscious level. And I think social media, the fact that there's pictures online all the time, that people are constantly telling their story without context that's the key. Okay. Social media is a curated place. People are showing pictures and stories that they want you to see and they don't give context around it. And that's fine. That is absolutely their business to do. 
but it is important that you know that, okay? It's important that you go into everything on social media, everything in magazines, every single marketing article that you read, you need to go in knowing this is curated and they're only sharing the part of the story that they want to share. So that being said, the first thing to know about comparison is it doesn't do anything to help us. It is absolutely not helpful at all. And it comes up all the time. You can compare yourself to a neighbor down the street. You can compare yourself to someone else in your family, possibly a sibling. You can compare yourself to possibly a parent who you kind of know how they were at the age you are now and you kind of compare yourself to that idea. Does that make sense? Sometimes a parent or someone older in our life will say, oh, I was doing this at that age or oh, I had that surgery and it was easy. Okay, right? Does that sound familiar? (laughs) So sometimes that's where the comparison comes from. Sometimes the comparison really does come from strangers online. And that is what happens to me a lot. So comparison can come from a lot of different places. And it is important that you open your eyes a little bit to be honest about whether you are comparing yourself to other people. Because I think sometimes we will say we're not. When we are in different ways, again, either through social media and scrolling all the time, possibly from judging other people. That's kind of an important one. If you find yourself judging other people, if you find yourself getting really triggered by decisions that they have made or things that they're able to do, you might want to look a little bit deeper if you are possibly comparing yourself to them because it will come out in that way. Because like I said, it is not helpful, okay? So that's the first thing to kind of be aware of is are you doing it and are there various ways that you are doing it that might not seem obvious? Then from there, you really have to be logical about it. I'm going to give you an example from my own life. So I there's somebody that I follow on social media because as you know, it's a big part of my job. So when I say social media, I really, I can be there quite a bit because it is a big part of my job. Um, and so there is a woman that I have started following. She lived in Hawaii for a long time, then moved. She has young kids. So I felt like I could relate in various ways and she does fitness. And so I was following her. I still am actually. So I am following her and I found myself starting to compare. So she was doing big, long fitness classes and she has two kids. And I think, well, I have two young kids also. And, you know, she has a life, kind of a job similar to mine. And so there were so many things that just naturally, I kind of had us in similar categories. Okay. If that makes sense. So watch out for that. You'll do that too. We kind of put ourselves in similar categories with people and then we'll compare. So I don't know this woman at all, but somehow because she has two young kids and she's in fitness, I was comparing myself and thinking, why don't I look like that? Why don't I look like that? Like it was in the back of my head. It was not conscious. It was very subconscious. Okay, and then it hit me recently. First off, she said something about her age that made it clear. She's 17 years younger than me. 17 years. She's in her 20s still. (laughs) She's in her late 20s still. Also, I saw a picture. She's like 5'9". I'm 5'4 on a good day. I'm really like 5'3". 5'3 or 5'4". And I just laughed. I really did laugh out loud. 
because it was so obvious to me that that was so detrimental. Why in the world would I compare myself? I am almost 46 years old, okay? And my body broke during my births and my pregnancies, and I've had so many surgeries. It is 100,000% unrealistic for me to compare myself to a 28-year-old who is much taller than me. I can't change that either. I can't change our anatomy, who simply also has a different life. She has a different history. She has different DNA, right? That We're comparing ourselves to other people who are so different, so different, and we don't know their past either. I don't know her story at all. It is not only not fair to me to compare, it is not fair to her because what was happening, I was starting to get a little judgy, right? I was starting to say, well, why can she be like that? And I can't. That is not fair to her at all. We are different because human beings are individual and we are different people. We have different genes. We have different backgrounds. We have different injuries. We have different stories. So for you to compare isn't fair to you and it also actually isn't fair to someone else as well. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And then with that, another big comparison I see. So again, to wrap that up, social media, strangers, people you see online, People who are selling you a 10-week flat belly course and have a picture of themselves with a flat belly, don't fall for it. And I'm not saying it's a bad program. I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't fall for this idea that you need to compare yourself to them. Okay? You do not. You absolutely do not need to. And again, it's not helpful. Because what comparison also will do is it makes us think that we're a failure, okay? And this is where I was going to go with that other part of comparison that I see a lot, um, that I have experienced, okay? Again, we'll go to the birth piece. Um, There are so many women who give birth with no problem whatsoever. I am not that person. My body really broke. I went into stage four prolapse, grade four prolapse. I went into surgeries, um, and that was that, right? And if I compare myself to them, One, I will make myself do things that I shouldn't do that aren't good for my body. But two, I will feel like a failure that I did something wrong when really, again, we just have different stories. And that happens with those big fitness plans I see if you compare and think you should get those results because someone else did. When you don't, you will feel like a failure and you are not. You are not. The program just wasn't adjusted for you and your needs. That's what we have to realize is by being an individual, not only, again, can we celebrate our own abilities and our uniqueness, but also we need to take responsibility then for what we do need and what we can do. Because that's sometimes what comparison will do. Tough love here. Comparison, when we feel like we possibly have failed because we're comparing, right? If we have that feeling of failure, sometimes we can then use it as a reason not to try again. And I go back to the kind of that marketing program. If you think, if you go through a 10-week program like that and you're comparing yourself to someone else on that picture and you should be like them and you're not and you didn't get those results, if you continue in that comparison place, you will end up kind of continuing in a place that doesn't 
help you decide what will work for you. It's easy to simply stop and get discouraged and defeated instead of staying positive and saying, you know what, that didn't work for me, but here's why. I'm going to find something that does work for me. Comparison keeps us in that place of paralysis a little bit and defeat and discouragement. And we have to pull ourselves out. And some of it then is putting on the blinders and running our own race. My own race means I can't really run much. Definitely not after my pregnancies at all. The only thing I can do is hopefully run on a trail once a week. Hopefully. It means I can never jump on a trampoline again. I can't jump rope with my kids. There's a lot of things that that my story, my history, makes me have to put blinders on and not compare myself. And that is okay because when I compare, I feel bad. But when I realize what I can do, what I as an individual, Jessica Vallant, what I can do, then I can put on the blinders and I can run my race. And then you want to hear something kind of cool that happens? Then some comparison might come back, but it's in an encouraging way. Like I do have some friends and what's interesting is this is a friend in real life who I adore and respect. And so I think that That's another little lesson, a little kernel to realize that if you're going to compare in any way, make sure it's someone that you really respect and and like. It changes the narrative around comparison. Anyway, this is a friend of mine in real life, and she posts some fitness moves occasionally on social media, mobility moves. And I see them and I get excited and encouraged to try. It's the words she uses. It's the fact that I know her. And it's the fact that I run my own race and I know my body. And so I see someone doing something that looks cool. And I'm. it's not comparison exactly, but it's a similar idea that I get motivated. I look at someone else doing something, but instead of feeling defeat, I say, oh, in my own race, can I try that? It's like running your own race, but having friends next to you, encouraging you that you're running with. It's like being in an awesome Pilates class with your friends and laughing on the mat next to them instead of feeling like you are trying to keep up with your neighbor and do better. That's what that is, okay? So when you get to a point of feeling really confident in your own lane and what you can do, then it really allows this opportunity to bring in Other people who, again, will encourage you, who you can use as a positive example, and who will cheer you on as you move forward. And then I promised you a second piece to this, which is so important and I see come up again and again, and that is not comparing yourself to previous versions of yourself. We have this idea that we should be able to do what we did five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that if we were flexible when we were 30, we should be automatically flexible when we're 50. That if we could run a 5K when we were 40, that we should automatically be able to do it when we're 57. (laughs) We just have that in our heads. Or if we have an injury and we spend two years dealing with it, then we should just be able to go back exactly to the place we were before. And so then when we aren't at that exact place or we can't do the exact same things, again, we feel defeated and we stop. And this comes up over and over and over again with my clients. And just last week, I spoke to a wonderful client who told me she had done a specific workout in Unlimited. 
and that she was depressed. And I said, well, why? I, I did not understand kind of the correlation. It was a, I thought it was a great workout. It was advanced. It was, I said, why would you feel that way? And she said, because it was hard and it didn't used to be hard. I used to be able to do that. And so all I could think was that, was that I couldn't do what I used to be able to do. A hundred percent, I understand that. And please know if you feel that you are not alone. I would say most of us at one time or another have felt that way. The thing is, we don't realize how harmful that thought can be. If we are always comparing ourselves to the past, we won't ever be able to value where we are now. And I do believe many times you can get back to where you were before. If that is your goal, you can intentionally work on it to get there. But again, what happens most of the time is we go into paralysis and defeat. We compare ourselves to where we used to be. And if we can't automatically do it that day, then we get upset and we stop. How many times has that happened to you? And I'm telling you, I see it all the time and I see it even on myself. That you think, okay, and I've heard this. This is why I'm using this as an example. I used to be able to do the splits. I haven't tried in two years but I used to be able to do it. So yes, I'm going to try. So that person gets down on the ground and tries and they can't do it and are suddenly very defeated and upset because they used to be able to do it two years ago. Logically, I have to tell you as a physical therapist, if anyone, no matter your age, anyone in the world decided to stop doing the splits for two years and suddenly one day decided they should try, they probably wouldn't be able to. We have to practice for things. We have to work for things. And yes, absolutely, a lot of things are physically easier when we're younger. Yes, I am not discounting that. I am saying that we need to look at it logically and realize if I haven't tried anything in five years, I'm going to work intentionally to try it again and get back to it. That's where I want your mind to be. I want your mind to be this. Today is going to be my new beginning. Today is day one of this journey. Today isn't the end of the journey from before. Today is the beginning of whatever journey is coming next. And if you want that to be relearning the splits or trying ballroom dancing again, or if you want to go back to a yoga class that you stopped doing, or if you want to start lifting weights again and you stopped a year ago, 100% do it and today is the new beginning and you make an intentional plan to get there. Okay, when I had this injury uh, 19 days ago, before that I was squatting maybe 45 or 50 pounds. Okay, the other day I had to start building myself up again and I was doing 15 pounds. It would have been a level of insanity For me to think, oh, I was doing 45 before, so I better be able to do it right now. No, I I had a major injury. I got to work back up to it. Same after having a baby, same after any surgery, same after any illness, same after any break, caretaking for an elderly parent, any big project, calming your nervous system, getting through stress, anything. You keep moving during that time and doing what you are able to do. And then when the time is right, you intentionally make a plan to try to get back to where you were before. Most of the time you'll be able to. Maybe the journey will have a fork in the road, right? Maybe you won't be able to do the splits like you could when you were 25. 
And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're going backwards. It means there was a little fork in the road. Maybe you won't be able to do the full splits, but I bet you'll get a lot of hip mobility. I bet you'll be able to do a lot of awesome stuff. So again, like comparing yourself to other people, comparing yourself to past versions of yourself just isn't helpful all of the time. But like I said, there's kind of a caveat, just like you could bring other people in to support you kind of a little bit in that comparison place, more using it to motivate you. Same with looking back. I do look back sometimes at myself and I encourage clients to do it too, to say, you know what? Six months ago, look at what you were doing. Look at how strong you were. We will get back to that. That was just six months ago. You got this. We can make a plan to get there. So sometimes remembering that you were able to do something can be used as motivation, but it's your choice to use it that way. You have to work to use it that way. Stay motivated around it and understand it doesn't come back on the first day. Okay, so from an ability or from a strength standpoint, look back, celebrate what you were able to do. Decide if it truly is something you want to do again. Because sometimes the answer is no. We just compare ourselves just to feel kind of defeated when really we don't want to do that thing again. So see if it's something you actually want to do again. And if it is, look at it very intentionally and purposely and make a goal to get there. And then again, bring people in to support you along the way. And you have to be one of those people that supports yourself. And then also with that, just like comparing yourself to other people, with this, with comparing yourself to past versions of yourself, there has to be a level of acceptance. There has to be a level of appreciating and accepting where you are now even if it's not exactly where you want to be, even if you miss certain things about your past and what your body was able to do. I know I miss that sometimes. But I'm not going to let it hold me back. I'm going to say, you know what? That time of my life was great, and this time of my life is pretty great and even better in most ways. And so I'm going to focus on what I can do. Same with comparing yourself to other people. Have a level of acceptance for yourself, for you, for your amazing individuality, what makes you unique. You are here for a reason. There's a reason you're not like anybody else. We don't know why that is. None of us do. But we can believe it. So find that level of acceptance and some joy to go along with it for who you are and where you are, and then focus on what you can do. So let's all promise ourselves and each other that we are going to drop the comparison game and we're going to move forward celebrating ourselves. I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me today on Meet Your Body. If you have a moment, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast as it helps us tremendously. For more resources and workouts, you can visit my website, jessicavalantpilates.com, or find me on YouTube or Instagram at jessicavalantpilates.com.